fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome into the program. What's up? Happy middle of the week to you. It is a Wednesday, the greatest day of the entire week. I don't care who you are, baby. It's an awesome day. We're going to carpe diem all over this place. That's what we do each and every day. Welcome into it, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation, right here on our flagship radio station, Wichita's Big Talker KQAM out of Wichita, Kansas. Multiple radio stations, however, all over the place, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen, welcome aboard. We love you to death. Appreciate you hanging out with us today. Your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day, especially today, man. It's International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day representing the women all over the world and even those that will be nice today, even those that pretend to be women in society. Right? We'll be nice, I guess. Way to take it away from the real women, guys. And yes, I say that, all pun intended. Way to do that, guy. Way to take away a day from the real women of the world who have tried so hard to become equals across the fruited plain, and yet you come in and swoop down and take all the glory by beating all the records in athletics all over the board. Oh, my. I know. Trigger warning right off the gate. Right out of the gate. What do you do? Welcome into the program. Happy Women's International Women's Day to you. Uh, we represented and celebrated with the Republican Party today as well as... Very triggering for some on the other side, man. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy in Washington, D.C., right away putting Marjorie Taylor Greene as the Speaker Pro Tem for the day today. Oh, my. That, that again, majorly triggering for the other side of the aisle. As you know, she was the QAnon gal. She was the Donald Trump uh, lackey. She was the right-wing, radical, Nazi, whatever else they try to call us. On the uh, other, on the left side of the aisle, who cares? But man, that had to have been difficult for some Democrat members who probably never even walked into the chamber today, in spite of her being the Speaker Pro Tem and handing the gavel to her for the day during International Women's Day. Who says that Republicans don't hand off the power, and who says that Republicans don't view men and women equal? On our side. In fact, we get blamed because we don't accept the ones that pretend to be women because women are so cool. Apparently, even dudes want to pretend to be women. <laughs> so there's that one as well. Uh, with that being said, we got a lot to cover today. No guests. We were going to have Congressman Bob Latta on the program today. Uh, we change up the schedule a little bit, so he's going to be on in about a week or so, which is okay. Tomorrow, President Joe Biden is set to release his budgetary proposal going into the end of the year and for next year, which is usually one of those symbolic gestures that we do at the statewide levels with governors where they give their state of the state speech, they propose their budget, and then they actually send their budget request to Congress and they say thanks while they put it into the request bin in the corner of the office because we really don't care what you have to say as Congress. They have the power of the purse and we really don't care what the president or the governors have to say on budgetary proposals, but we'll see what it says. So on Friday, we'll have a congressman on the program from here in the state of Kansas, Congressman Tracy Mann from the Big First District that I'm uh, personal friends with. He's a great guy and a wonderful individual up in, in D.C. We'll have Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio on the program in the next week or so to get an update on that, among other things as well. So no guests today. You and I just chit in the chat, kicking back and talking about the major issues of the day. 
which there are a lot of them, and I do not have time to cover all of them in the in-depthness that we want to do on this program like we like to do on this program, but we'll give it our best shot as usual. Starting off right out of the gate, baby. What's trending today? And I promised you we would talk about it yesterday. We didn't get a chance to do so, so today's the day. But there is a bill uh, called the Restrict Act that Congress is talking about in a bipartisan manner. Did we finally find common ground in Washington, D.C.? And while we may have found bipartisan ground, is it the best type of legislation that we need? Unfortunately, it is not. Uh, no, it's it's not the type of bill. Have we not learned our lessons yet? Especially Republicans. I get it. Democrats are a little bit slow on the get-go here. And it takes a while for them to understand that freedoms lost are freedoms that cannot be regained unless there's a massive overhaul of the system. Which we do not want a massive overhaul of the system. But this idea and concept of banning social media sites, especially the banning of TikTok... I know has only been gaining popular support on both sides of the aisle, and maybe a lot of people, even on the Republican side, say, hey, we want to ban TikTok as well because it's a terrible app, it brainwashes our children, and China's getting all of our information. And all that could be a cause for concern. So, let's break it down, shall we? Let's go ahead and break it out. First off, let's talk about the negatives of TikTok because there are some negatives. Now, you can find me on TikTok. I do have a TikTok. I don't use it very often, but I have it. You can find me at Hoosier Reason on there. And I have not posted a new video for, I don't know, probably a year or so, but I have one. And I'm going to start posting more on there. I just have to, you know, just get, uh, you know, pretty myself up a little bit more. So that way I can do the whole sticking out the arm and doing the selfie thing and doing the videos. <laughs> but we are going to start doing some more TikTok videos on the show. And here's why. Is because TikTok is another social media outlet that is not under the purview of our federal government, which can be good and bad. The bad side of it, according to Breitbart.com, is there is a whistleblower that's come out of the company called ByteDance, B-Y-T-E Dance, which is the company that owns TikTok, where he says that it is very easy for them and their backdoor channels for those within the company to be able to flip back and forth and gain personal data from both Chinese residents and American residents and American citizens, which, by the way, there are over 100 million U.S. residents that use the social media app of TikTok. And it's not all just the younger generation that are doing dances in the street and making themselves look very stupid. That's not, I, I don't see any of that on my TikTok when I scroll through because I've actually set it up to see the content that I want to see, which is actually kind of neat. Can they put you in a certain box? Probably. Do they do the shadow banning? Probably in some way, shape or form. And do they have some type of propaganda that they try to promote on their social media site? More than likely just like we do with ours here in the United States. What I find ironic about this entire conversation, and the next congressman that we have on the program, multiples of them whenever we get them on, I'm going to be asking them this question, is while we're concerned about security threats with China, and we're all of a sudden now somehow weirdly, oddly concerned about privacy and security of our data, we're trying to silence TikTok and other social media companies that we'll get to in a second, while at the same time, we have our own federal government that tracks our cell phones, that tracks our text messages and phone calls that we make on our cell phone, that monitors our Alexa, sorry, the A word whenever we try to activate things in our own home, that monitors our cars, and now we have so many computer chips in our cars, they can monitor everywhere we go. And now the latest, according to the EV industry, is they're looking at it being able to lock down your EV if you're somewhere that you're not supposed to be, if you're potentially involved in some type of criminal activity, or if you're not paying your bills properly and the repo man's coming to get you, they can just lock it down to where you can't do anything 
about it, having full control over your transportation. They monitor and collect all of your emails. In fact, my generation just a few years ago filled out a survey saying that we were totally okay with the federal government taking our emails and monitoring every email transaction we have for a free pizza. They have GPSs on our phones. They have GPSs on our home devices. They have GPSs on our vehicles. They control and monitor and watch us to the nth degree with metadata being collected every millisecond from our own federal government. And all of a sudden now we're concerned about privacy issues from another social media site, not under the purview of the federal government. To me, that raises red flags. That raises some major red flags there. So that being said, we're complete hypocrites if we actually support the idea of wanting to ban TikTok or other social media uh, sites. If we're going to do so, however, because yes, there is some concerns about TikTok. Sure, I get it. Totally understand. It's a foreign country. They could use it for national security issues. And by the way, I completely support the concept of banning it for federal devices, federal cell phones, federal computers, federal uh, individuals that walk into federal buildings or military or people that may have intel. Sure, ban that. Totally cool. You should probably do that for all of your social media so that way you don't have it on your phone as well because of the uh, issues that we just mentioned prior to. But I'm talking to the Republicans specifically in Congress right now. Have we not learned our lesson that if we're going to address issues, maybe the federal government's not the best way to handle these problems because the federal government always finds a way to make the issue worse and take more control of the industry. According to CNBC, this Restrict Act would give the power to ban social media sites, any type of foreign media site that's not under the purview of the federal government here in the United States, to the Commerce Secretary to mitigate, quote, undue or unacceptable risks to national security posed by technology transactions in which foreign adversaries have an interest. I want to just think out loud here for a second. Can we do that, just you and I? The way this is written, according to CNBC, the Restrict Act, that would empower the Commerce Secretary. First and foremost, right then and there, that should be the end of the conversation. Congress is again willy-nilly, openly giving their power and authority over to the bureaucratic state that is the Commerce Department that's under the Biden administration, that's under the executive branch, meaning depending on what flavor a party is in the in Washington, D.C. as the president, it's going to have a new uh, secretary for the Department of Commerce, which means it's going to be up to them based on their political persuasion on what's going to be deemed as an, an unacceptable risk to national security. And you're telling me, Republicans in Congress right now, and I hope you're listening, and I know you do because I get messages from your offices all the time, and I love it and appreciate it. You're telling me that under the Biden administration right now that is deemed MAGA individuals and Republicans and conservatives as potential domestic terrorists and election deniers, you're going to hand over the purview and oversight of social media to the Commerce Department for them to decide what is a risk to national security when we're still talking about January 6th as an insurrection from two years ago, three years ago, and we're talking about the side that says anybody who still believes Donald Trump or supports Donald Trump is a radical, is a Nazi, is a fascist and possible domestic terrorist. And you're going to openly give the power of oversight for social media who decides what's going to be national security or not to the Commerce Secretary as opposed to oversight from Congress, which is what your purview is, to decide what national threats are and where you actually sink in money for military and national defense in order to stop national threat issues. 
So just that side alone, even if you agree with banning some type of social media, maybe we shouldn't hand that power over to a bureaucratic administrative state that's under the purview of an executive branch that's going to be extremely polarized and politicized as soon as it happens. And Republicans, you're somehow okay with this mindset. How does that make sense? Now, according to this, they say that it's foreign threats. They want to look at different uh, sites that are coming out of China or Cuba or, you know, other nations that aren't necessarily friendly to us in some way, shape or form. But if you give this power over, then again, under the concept of national security threats, how quickly do you think it's going to be turned around from a bureaucratic left wing socialist organization and administration who says, well, we also need to look at some of the other sites on there as well that's spreading, quote unquote, misinformation that's spreading lies, that's causing harm to the nation, that's brainwashing people improperly. And that would be, by the way, Truth Social, that's run by Donald Trump. That would be Getter, that's run by many conservatives, including uh, other talk show hosts like Dan Bongino. Telegram, where you can actually have different group chats about different topical issues. Rumble, which is the alternative to YouTube, because YouTube silenced us so much. You're telling me that you're going to give the purview again of social media, which is our way of communicating in the 21st century today. You're going to give that over to a politicized, polarized agency under the executive branch that right now hate anybody on the right side of the aisle. And you think that it's going to be okay just because we're concerned about TikTok in China. While we have all other forms of monitoring and censoring and metadata collection from our own federal government that you're apparently okay with, but TikTok's bad because you guys can't control it. Something to me is telling me, hmm, something's not right here. It's the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, it is 24 minutes past the hour. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. You know what I'm starting to realize? The more we talk about this concern about social media, TikTok trying to ban social media sites like TikTok, you know what it comes down to? My humble opinion comes down to the fact that government cannot control all of the content that's out there right now on social media. Now, are there some negative things about the Chinese company of ByteDance that owns TikTok? Sure, absolutely there is. Should we be concerned about those and try to address them in some form or uh, fashion? Sure we can. As I mentioned, completely agree with banning it uh, coming from uh, federal devices or individuals that have any type of intel for national security issues, so that way China doesn't get that. Heck yeah, let's do that, baby. But what this really comes down to, and we always have to unveil the layers of the onion, try and figure it out just a little bit deeper, this comes down to the fact that government right now cannot control all of the content out there. There is stuff we still do not know, as we talked about with Dr. Robert Malone yesterday, regarding the origins of COVID, regarding the data about COVID, regarding about how COVID was spread, about how detrimental the lockdowns were, both for humanity and economically, about the January 6th issues were just now. Years later, three years later, we're getting the video released, the 40-plus hours worth of video regarding the January 6th issues, and they're still trying to balk at that, which uh, Democrats are now trying to file an ethics complaint against Kevin McCarthy for how dare you actually let the American people know what really happened on January 6th. And even Mitch McConnell, the Republican minority leader in the Senate, came out and was upset with how this was being released 
on Fox News. The notion that people have different... Oh, wrong one. Let's try this one. Uh, Mitch McConnell, let's try this one. My uh, concern is how it was depicted, which is a different issue. Clearly, the chief of the Capitol Police, in my view, correctly describes what most of us witnessed firsthand on January 6th. So that's my reaction to it. Um, It was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at the Capitol thinks. Man, that guy puts me to sleep. I don't know how he's still the leader of the Republican Party in the Senate. But there you go. You even had the Republicans that are balking saying, wait a second. It wasn't all peaceful like that with actual video of people, you know, putting things back up, tidying around, taking selfies, getting guided around by law enforcement and security guards around the area. I told, yeah, we can't watch the actual video and actually be believed that way. We need to have the uh, narrative still that it was such a terrible, horrible thing, which was there bad stuff that happened? Absolutely there was. Don't deny that. Don't try and belittle that. But at the same time, to try and make that the one and only thing that happened, give me a break, man. The House of Cards is falling with the transparency. And thank God for Kevin McCarthy. I never thought I'd say that. But thank God for Kevin McCarthy and all the conservatives and Republicans in the House right now that are just blowing everything up and relating everything to the public. We now know what happened on January 6th. We now know about the origins of COVID, even though they're trying to balk on that. We'll get to that here in just a second as well. And it's because of social media. It's because of us being relentless to spread that message. And now Republicans that are actually willing to release this stuff. If we allow this type of bill, this uh, restrict act, to go into effect to ban social media with TikTok and other social media sites as well because they want the full content. We will never be able to get the truth out there the way that we do right now, and it's already tough. We've had to start our own social media sites. We've had to go around the government intrusion because you, I mean, we haven't seen a whole lot of changes from Twitter, even though Elon Musk is working on making it better. We haven't seen any changes from Facebook right now. We haven't seen any changes from Google and YouTube right now. If you try to search something on Google or try and watch something on YouTube, they still block a lot of content that they don't agree with. And if we get rid of the other social media sites as bad as they may be for data collection, which shouldn't be a concern for us if we're signing up for social media in the first place, but if we're that concerned about it, It really comes down to a propaganda issue for the government. They can't contain the issues. They can't contain the facts, and they can't contain it and be able to pipe up the propaganda they want to be done. It's about control. It's not about privacy. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, you know what, Reason, Common Sense, Rationale. Welcome back into the program. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Always great to have you along for the ride today. By the way, I want to give you a shout-out. Opslens.com, O-P-S-L-E-N-S.com. They have their website. They have their app. They have their social media on all of them, all of them, like Facebook and Tweety and the YouTube and the Twitch.tv and the Getter, all that good stuff. We do as well, which you can find me at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. You can find them at Opslens, and they host our video streaming, which we love them to death and appreciate that very, very much. 
they have a new opportunity for you if you want to start it, which I highly recommend. While we talk about the censorship of social media and real content getting out versus the propaganda our own government wants us to know, which is pathetic, isn't it? We should be able to trust our government, but that doesn't quite happen. Is that is that the case? No. Okay. Making sure. You want to be able to get the truth out there. The mainstream media is not going to help you. Our government and Karine Jean-Pierre and the press secretary for the White House is not going to help you. Our statements from different agencies and departments and bureaucrats are not going to help you. You need the truth. And by getting the truth, meaning you come up with your own opinion based on getting all sides of information and learning everything you possibly can about an issue. Well, now you can do that. Go to opsons.com. Right on the homepage there, you'll see the world view. Click on that. What you get is if you sign up for this, then you get all of the media out there, blogs and journalism and news articles and anything on any topic that you want, any possible topic. You just type in the keywords, and anytime there's a news article, you get information about it. It's super awesome from all over the world and both sides of the aisle for you to craft and come up with your own opinion. You get When you sign up, you get five days free trial. To test it out, make sure you like it, and then you get to stay in the know. If you do like it, you can sign up, use the promo code VOR10, and I know you're going to like it because there's no reason why you wouldn't want all the information you can uh, regarding maybe COVID origins or the TikTok banning or real information out there the government doesn't want you to know, COVID-19 origins or January 6th or whatever else. You can just type it in and you get it. Use the promo code VOR10. Again, VOR10. That's Voice of Reason. You get 10% off your monthly subscription. Go and check it out. Highly recommend it. I'm starting to use it for my own as well for my show prep and what we use on the content here on the program because we want the truth. And the truth is that you have to come up with your opinions based on all of the information gathered and all of the opinions out there to craft your own. I don't want you to just blindly listen to me. I don't want you to blindly agree with me. You may dis- completely disagree about the TikTok thing. No, I think it's a good thing that the government's going to be silencing TikTok. I think it's a good thing that they're going to be overseeing social media to make sure there's no hate speech or misinformation being represented out there. I, I, <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. But if you... Want the truth out there? You can. Opslens.com. You can find the worldview. Use promo code uh, VOR10 in order to sign up for that one. Prime example is the last couple of days we've had the COVID-19 origin committee. The COVID-19 committee trying to dive deep down the real reason that the virus was out there. The real reason of what really happened with the lockdowns and the mask mandates and the gain of function and the Wuhan lab. And we finally found out that it was not a bunch of Ozzy Osbournes out there biting the heads off of bats. But indeed, it was coming from a Wuhan lab that was being funded by the NIH and Dr. Anthony Fauci for gain of function for whatever purposes that they may have that were accidentally leaked. That information was out at the very beginning, and if you remember, thanks to our glorious, wonderful government and PR team coming out of the White House, that they said, no, 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 that's not conclusive. It's actually from a bat in a market with people eating these bats. Now we're finding otherwise. And some Democrats are on this committee because, you know, Kevin McCarthy's not an evil, terrible right-winger just trying to silence all Democrats from doing their job. No, no, there are some that are on there, including ones who have been caught in the lie who have been caught in the shenanigans and now are trying to backtrack by saying anybody that testifies in this committee to talk about the origins of COVID are, well, racist, because that's the fallback right now. And under President Biden's direction and leadership, the intelligence community initiated a sweeping assessment to get to the bottom of the virus' origins. The facts are the evidence remains inconclusive. Oh. Therefore... We must allow our scientists and intelligence communities to gather evidence 
without politicization, extreme partisan rhetoric, or conspiratorial accusations that vilify our nation's public health experts. Oh my. Instead, we should focus on developing policies that prevent and reduce the harm of future viruses and pandemics. That was Congressman Raul, uh, Raul uh, my thing just lost here. Uh, Raul. Hold on here. There we go. I hate ads on the interweb right there. That was Congressman Raul Ruz, a Democrat, California, right there as he was introducing his statement here. We need to have a clear focus. We need to have that mindset. Put on the blinders and let's go ahead and figure out what really happened here. What really happened is we know exactly what happened with the COVID-19 virus and where it actually came from. And we just need to accept it. I know you got busted. And the mindset from Democrats is always deny, deny, deny. Even if you get busted red-handed, you always deny and say you were a victim in the situation. It wasn't actually you. But the Biden administration's handling it perfect and everything's all wonderful and great. And oh, by the way, we probably need to um, uh, look at these racist guys who are actually testifying because Republicans are only cherry-picking and selecting who's actually going to be part of this committee. Today's hearing marks a concerning step down the path of letting extremism get in the way of an inquiry that should be led by science and facts. When House Republicans announced this hearing with their slate of hand-picked witnesses, I was alarmed to see someone who wrote a book applauded by white supremacists. What? Mr. Nicholas Wade's 2014 book, A Troublesome Inheritance, suggests that different racial and ethnic groups have evolved to possess genetic variations in traits and behaviors tied to whether they prosper or not. Okay, we'll get into Wade in just a second because I don't really know. I, I'm not quite sure why he was satisfying there in the first place, but the whole concept of him writing a, writing a racist book is just untrue in any way, shape, or form. The book, The Troublesome Inheritance, Genes, Race, and Human History, talked about different portions and different groups of people around different parts of the world had different ways of living, so therefore they have different perspectives of the world around them. That's not a racist thing. I know that you guys are trying to like whitewash everybody because if you mention a different culture thinking differently, although you like them thinking differently unless it disagrees with you, uh, then it's a racist concept. So they want everybody, you ever see South Park again? And there's a, there's an episode where the people from the future come back and everybody's the same tone color. They don't have any hair. They don't have any uh, uh, male or female representations of who they may or may not be. They come in the single color jumpsuit and they're all the same tone color and they're all the speak the same language and they don't have any hair. That's what Democrats would love. Even though... They have their glass ceiling capped on the minority communities across the country. And when they start to lose that, that's when they start to get a little panicky, which is why they get concerned about these types of issues. Because he goes on to say that the minority communities were more affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, which is true. Because they locked them down and they weren't allowed to go to work along with everybody else. But minority communities, especially where that's their livelihood, just like everybody else, they were not allowed to. Most of them fought the COVID-19 vaccines because they know the trials and experimentation that the government has done prior to uh, in different minority communities. So rightfully so, they were a bit skeptical to take some of these things, among other individuals as well who are skeptical. But yet, they blame it on victimization of society because we weren't doing the right thing to take care of people. And again, I don't know why this is a conversation we're even having when we talk about the origins of COVID-19, but that's where the Democrats go. 
ties into the whole propaganda thing, right? When we actually start investigating, which I'm gl- I have to say I'm glad Republicans are investigating and opening up certain committees on certain issues. That's awesome. I want to go beyond just the investigation, but I want to see people actually getting tried for it. I want to see people going to jail for certain things. I want to see punishment and actually justice being done for the wrongdoings that were done in society with January 6th, with COVID. And by the way, January 6th, I'm not talking about the peaceful protesters that walked in there and took selfies because they were in the Capitol at that time. Not what I'm talking about. I want to know about COVID and the gain of function and the origins of it. I want to know everything that they're not telling us under the false flag of national security where the general public is too stupid to figure it out. And now it's coming to light and the other side squirming. The notion that people of different racial or ethnic groups are more successful or intellectually superior to another because of predisposed genetic makeup is grossly inconsistent with the consensus of scientific and medical scholarship. That is why I sent a letter to my Republican colleagues this morning strongly urging them to disinvite Mr. Wade as a witness so as not to give legitimacy to a man of such discredited, unscientific, and harmful views. These views are dangerous and have no place in a hearing examining the origins of a pandemic that has disproportionately and overwhelmingly harmed communities of color in the United States. I wonder why that is. Maybe it's because you told everybody to go home and stay home and wear masks and get a jab and you put distrust in society. And there was a lot of individuals, most especially minority communities across the nation, that don't trust the government to take care of them because that's not their job. To take care of them. By the way, Wade did respond after all that, according to Fox News, and said, I should briefly respond to the attempt by a ranking member, uh, Ruse, to discredit my testimony by saying a number of untrue things about my book that I wrote 10 years ago on the biology of race. It was detrimentally non-racist book. It has no scientific errors that I'm aware of. It has no racist statements. And it stresses the theme of unity that we are all variations on the same human genome. My book was vigorously attacked by certain academics who want everyone else to believe that there are no biological basis to race, and my book was welcome to them as pictures of Earth from space are two flat earthers. So, I mean, again, we have to dribble about stupid crap because the Democrats can't handle the real truth about real issues. As he says, we should properly figure out what we did wrong and what we should do better next time. Here's an idea for you. Democrats and Ruse and everybody else who's on that committee or anybody else that thinks that locking down was a good idea. Here's what we should do. God forbid another pandemic happens. Number one, no masks. Number two, no isolation or lockdowns. Number three, no health mandates. Number four, give us all of the information, not holding a single thing back and letting us make our choices for ourselves. I know it's a wild concept and you lose all power, this is but that's the a good Voice thing. Of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes of the show. Thanks for hanging out with us today. As always, we love you to death wherever you may be watching or listening or hanging out with us, pod downloading, streaming, listening on radio stations all over the place. Doesn't matter. Always love you to death. So we have a committee trying to figure out what happened because I know Democrats are like, oh, wait a second. I don't know if like we really need to really worry about the origins like Hillary Clinton. At what point does it really matter? What difference does it really make right now? 
<laughs> and that's what uh, many Democrats really go on to. That's really their go-to, isn't it? When they start losing, then when they lose the game, well, it doesn't matter. Let's just move on. Talk about narcissism, man. Like, you actually beat them in an argument. Well, it doesn't matter. Let's just move on. Does It doesn't matter. Not a big deal. Doesn't matter. Move on. Okay, cool. So, like, what do we do to make sure this doesn't happen again? Well, now we're still seeing the effects of COVID, aren't we? Restaurants are still desperate to get workers. The entry-level positions still are not being filled all over the nation. I mean, we have workers out there looking for work, and we have businesses looking for workers, but they're not meshing up the way that they need to right now. Why? Because we still have a lot of government social programs out there that are keeping things kind of hyped up in an inflated level to where things can't get back to normal, and we can allow high schoolers to get back into the workforce to get some work experience for the very first time. People trying to get back on their feet that are trying to work their way back up again. I, I re- reiterate this. Here's a trigger warning for you that entry level positions, the you know the the guy working at the fast food joint, the janitor, the ones that are making minimum wage, they're not supposed to be on wages to take care of families. I, oh, I know. Well, they saying it's not livable to live on you know seven dollars an hour, ten dollars an hour. We need twenty dollars an hour. You're not supposed to live on those things. They're supposed to be for the ones that are getting back on their feet. They're supposed to be for the ones that are trying to get on their feet for the first time, just gaining some experience and have no clue what the hell they're doing. That's what those positions are supposed to be for, to work through high school, to work through college, and when you are struggling and actually need to get back on for your side gig or whatever the case may be. But those jobs are available, and if people want to go and work two or three jobs to do that, then all the power to you because those jobs are available right now. It's just whether people actually want to work them or not. We're still recovering. But while that's going on, we have the Democrats losing their minds right now with some of the ending of the social programs with SNAP and with Medicare and Medicaid, where you have not had to qualify for them. You just sign up for COVID and boom, you got it. Everything's great. I'm curious what tomorrow's going to look like with the president's uh, proposal for the budget. Because as we've already hit our budget debt ceiling, for the year going into September. We've already hit it. We're trying to figure out how to continue just to pay our bills going into the rest of the year. And they have some big spending plans, man. They're ready to like haul through and make some other things happen. They want to make some big projects happen in the country. They need money to do that. So I'm curious on what the budget proposal is going to be and whether Democrats and Republicans in Congress even look at it or crumple it up and put it in the request bin in the corner of the office and say, thanks, but no thanks. We got our own thing going on. I really hope that Democrat, that at least Republicans, will do that. Not sure the Democrats will. They'll be like, oh, this is great. AOC's got it, man. She'll be able to ram it through. But while we're seeing years after the COVID pandemic, the ramifications of this one here, we're still seeing the truth slightly come out. So while Democrats may say we need to get to the bottom of it to really focus on what to move, do to move forward. And under President Biden's direction and leadership, the intelligence community initiated a sweeping assessment to get to the bottom of the virus' origins. The facts are the evidence remains inconclusive. It's inconclusive. We need to get to the truth because we don't want to focus on the things that are not important. Instead, we should focus on developing policies that prevent and reduce the harm of future viruses and pandemics. Well, the viruses and the pandemics that have hit would only make it worse if we do the same thing we did last time by mandating masks, by mandating vaccines, by locking people down at home, by crashing the entire economy, and then saying Joe Biden created 10 million plus jobs. Because <laughs> that's just not true at all. But do you really have the faith in the Republican Party right now? I'm so torn. I'm so... I. I don't know. I'm torn. We're doing great stuff exposing things, 
But at the same time, we're jumping down the same rabbit hole that we've done for a long time with the ban on social media, with this restrict act, wanting to ban and give the power away to the Department of Commerce. That's kind of a foolish thing to do. Then we have Ron DeSantis down in Florida, which we love him to death. Could be a great presidential candidate moving forward into 2024, but wanting to register bloggers online to make sure that they're registered as a business? Wait, what? What are we doing? Republicans were better than this. Conservatives were better than this. The interweb is supposed to be the wild, wild west to say or believe whatever you want and to spew that whether it's true or not. It's up to us to decipher what is truth and what is not truth, to figure out what is right and wrong, and to be able to correct it and dissuade people on our side based on logic, common sense, reason, and facts. And that seems to be a challenging task in today's times. That does it for us today. Back at it tomorrow for a pre-Friday celebration. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.